Hello, welcome to Impact the World, where this week my guest is Dana Merkic. Dana is an old friend of mine. We have known each other for about 15, 16 years now. And she's based in Sydney, Australia. And in all the time I've known Dana, she has been an author, a broadcaster, an intuitive writer, one, someone who is deeply interested in astrology and the astrology of these times. But her mission has always really been about helping people navigate the shift that we're in. So we talk very much about the astrology of 2020 to 2023 in the opening third of the show and a little bit about how to deal with that and what's going on in the world. Dana writes wonderful monthly messages uh, that you can find at her website, danamerkic.com. And if you are a regular viewer or listener to this show, we're an independent show. We're not sponsored. We do this all ourselves, me and my team. So if you do enjoy what we do, and you want to help us reach more people with what we're doing, it means a lot if you subscribe, rate, or review either on YouTube if you're watching or on any of the audio platforms that you use to listen to the show. Thank you so much for doing that. For today, enjoy this conversation with Dana Merkic. Dana, thank you so much for being here. And this is a treat because we have known each other now for, what is it, about 16 years, maybe? Yes, it's been a while. It's so good. It's so good to talk to you, Lee, and so good to catch up because, yeah, we we're just saying it's been a little while since we've got to catch up in person and we've known each other a long time before that, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen you for five years, but back in 2012, we got to do some events together when I came over to Australia and that was yes. really special. And uh yes. Yeah, so it's it's great to see you. And, you know, what a time we're living in. And I'm really struck by one thing. I remember back in about 2007 or 2008, we were doing a workshop in LA. Mm -hmm. You came and we, I think that was the first time I'd met you in person. Yes. And you had just published a book called A New Chapter. Yes. <laughs> which was, oh, <laughs> 10, 11, 12 years ahead of its time. <laughs> Do what? So everybody's saying that lately. So that that is when we met it, and I still remember that like it was yesterday. And it's so funny because you know there's that saying, an idea whose time has come. And so many people now are emailing me about this book, ordering the book. I think I've sold kind of more copies of the book in, over the last six months than I did previously. You know, in the in when it was initially launched because. Really, it's a book that was written for now. Little did I know when I was writing it that here we'd be living out really everything that I wrote about in a way, but little did I know it would be happening in 2020, right? And I remember you actually, and I can't remember what year it was that you were talking about 2020 with, with the Zs. Mm. And I remember people when they heard that might have thought, oh my gosh, that seems so far away. What? We, no, by 2020, we'll be zooming around like the Jetsons and, you know, we'll have um, surpassed the shift. But actually, do you know what's really interestingly? Because I was wondering, huh, how come the, the 2012 energy really felt like it hit in 2020? Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't until 2020 that I found out that in the ancient calendar, which is to this day the Ethiopian calendar that the Ethiopian people still use, right? So it was the calendar that was prior to the Gregorian, Gregorian, Gregorian calendar. 
in their calendar, 2012 actually didn't happen till 2020. So if you, yeah, I know, right? So if you, and for everyone listening now, if you go online and if you look up a calendar converter, Ethiopian calendar converter, and if you go in and you type in a date, it will actually give you what date that is in the current ancient calendar, which the ancients used, okay? So if you type in August 27, 2020, that date on their calendar was December 21, 2012. Oh, interesting. The Mayans didn't get it wrong. We, the modern day age, fiddled around with the calendar. And for anyone who knows anything about the calendar, I remember writing about this years and years ago. I remember that when, you know, there was the Gregorian calendar, the Julian calendar, and they fiddled around with it and they wanted to make days, you know, let's make this 30 and then, Augustus wanted 31 days because Julius had 31 days and we've fiddled around a lot with the calendar. So as you can see, if we're like, you know, taking days out here and there and adding them here and there, we're going to get out of whack quite a bit as you go, you know, hundreds and thousands of years. So the calendar that the ancient Mayans would have been going off, which would have been the ancient, ancient calendar, would have been that calendar. So they didn't get it wrong. They got it exactly right. So if you look back to August 27, 2020, right? That was the kind of energy when, you know, SHIT is hitting the fan around the world in, in more ways than one and we're having a mass kind of awakening, but we're having a mass, oh, my gosh, what's happening yeah. in a mass? You know? um, and so that that was December 21, 2012. So I, can, I then saw, oh, A, the Mayans got it right, B, I can see now why a new chapter is coming into in, in, is coming into its time now because this is this is now where it's at. And I remember, so you know, back in March 2020 when all this started, and I didn't know until the date started coming up the other day because people were talking about the two-year anniversary. And apparently the official start date was March 11, 2020, which is funny because that's my birthday, actually, March 11. And you know, as soon as it started happening, and I don't know if you ever watched um, Get Smart. No, or, I didn't. Yeah, I've so heard maybe, of it. yeah, so maybe um, I don't know if it was just on in Australia or I'm just showing my age here, but <laughs> there was, you know, Get Smart. And the way that that show started was he was like a, um, you know, secret agent. And to get to his headquarters, he'd walk and and the, the doors would like all shut and open behind him. So there'd be like a million shut door, open doors, steel doors before he got to the headquarters, right? And when this all started happening in March 2020 and all of a sudden one country at a time started locking down and I was reading some statistics recently that said at one point it was something like 93% of the world was in some form of lockdown and not able to travel and that's the image that I got in my mind. It was like this shut, 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 shut. And I, all through my body, I got the message, ah, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Now it started. Now it started. Nothing to do with, you know, the, the, what, what you know, the, the narrative was at the time. But energetically, here we are. This is the shift. This is it. Here you go. It's not a flash of light. Or it might be one day. I don't know. But everybody go to your rooms. Think about what you've done because didn't it make everyone 
take time to self-reflect, right? Well, and stop. So I think the positive, and it's funny because the, the Zs were talking about how this is going to take people within themselves in uh-huh. a way that is ultimately going to be very important, needed, and powerful. But for many, and I, I would argue for all of us at some point, it's going to be deeply challenging too. And like you, um, I did a mid-month energy update, which I never do, uh, for mid-March, because I just had this visceral feeling of, of, oh, the darkness is coming in. like it, And I couldn't even explain it in those words at the time, but I just felt like, oh, there's a lot going on right now. And it's more than what we're seeing or being told on the surface. And you know, now I look at it and go, yeah, here we are. Two years later, you and I are recording this in late March, but I know this probably won't broadcast until a later point. So it is interesting to kind of look at the world through that lens. And I know you really rely on and work with astrology as well as your own intuition. And we've had conversations about the astrological period that we're in right now. So I'm curious, Dana, what what have you is there anything you could share with us astrologically that you that you know that we're in in this kind of period that we're in right now yeah so the the i think the most key thing that's really stood out to me is the saturn in aquarius three-year journey so saturn went into aquarius march of 2020 and saturn will be in aquarius i mean it has a few little retrograde moments but it will finally go out of Aquarius in March of 2023. So when this started and when I saw that three-year window, and I'm so happy to talk about this right now because it it really shines a light on what is happening or one aspect of what's happening, I was saying to people, look, buckle up. This is a three-year process that we're going in. And, of course, the world is we're cycles upon cycles upon cycles, right? There's the 26,000-year cycle and there's Mm -hmm. the 5,000-year cycle and, there's all sorts of cycles. So this is not the only cycle that obviously is influencing us at the moment. But what the Saturn in Aquarius cycle is, as far as I could perceive for this particular time in history, it's kind of like we're at the fork in the road. And you know how when you're driving somewhere, you can go a million different ways. You can go that way, you can go that way, you can go that way. There's probably 10 different roads that you can, or more, that you can go on to get to a particular journey. And the further away the destination, the more options you have. But as you get closer and closer and closer and closer to a particular destination point, those roads start, you know, as you start coming up to your, you know, friend's house and you're right near their street, really, you can either go down that way or that way and end up at their street. But once you're on their street, there's really no other way. You're like there. And that's where we're at now with this whole evolution of consciousness that we've been going on, this whole 26,000-year cycle that we've been on with the 5,125-year cycles that have been interspersed within that, we now are at the pointy end, right? We are at the pointy end of the shift Yes, it came in 2020, but really it's the age of 2012. And what what is that? What is that fork in the road? Well, it's what are we going to choose for our next cycle? What are we going to choose for our next new chapter? What are we going to choose for the next turn of the wheel, the next 26,000 years? Are we going to choose what people call the new earth, the new reality, we're all connected, love, harmony, truth, freedom, or 
are we going to uh, choose the path that perhaps you know other people might be planning for us which is more to do with you know it's very controlled it's the ai it's it's you know all, all of that sort of yeah uh you know controlled reality i personally feel strongly actually the choice has already been made i hand on heart 1000% feel it is our destiny as a humanity to choose that option that first option where it's our destiny to move into a period of awakening where we're living as connected humans united in love in truth in freedom etc that's just that, that that's just it's written all the ancients wrote it a plant grows toward the light human souls grow toward the light that's just is what it is but as we get to this pointy end it's not like that can you imagine like two people who are racing and they've been racing for 26,000 years you're not going to get to like, you know, 10 metres before the finish line and go, oh, well, you know, they're going to win. The light's going to win. We might as well give up. Let's go have a coffee. No, (laughs) you know, they're going to like go for it and not only go for it, but go for it with gusto. So back to Saturn in Aquarius, every planet, every zodiac has a, 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 you know, two sides, a light and a shadow side. So on the on the let's call it the light timeline or the organic natural timeline, Saturn in Aquarius represents. So Saturn is on the positive side of things, time to grow up, time to take responsibility, time to step into your adulthood. For anyone who's gone through a Saturn return, age 28 to 29, and again 56 to 58, time to step into a greater sense of sovereignty. Is mummy and and daddy still looking after you and telling you what to do? Or are you going to step up and say, you know what? I'm going to handle it. Uh, If I want something, I'm going to get it. If I want a house, I'm going to go and work hard. I'm going to go and save money. I'm going to be responsible and, and take responsibility for my responses. So we are all now, as part of our initiation into the new world, we have to go through that process. We have to go through it individually. We have to go through it socially. We have to go through it collectively. For some of us and for some of you listening, if you have already been going through that, those sorts of things, those inner journeys for years and years, if not decades, you might find this process uh, easier than some, but it's still not easy. It's still really, really heavy. And we can touch on that in a little bit. Uh, but for others, it's their first time that they're kind of having to have this confrontation with their their inner, you know, uh, do I want to take responsibility or kind of have I liked people telling me what to do? Then Aquarius on the on the good side of Aquarius and the positive side of Aquarius is about humanity and freedom. So as we have this Saturn in Aquarius three year journey, it's like okay, humanity. Do you want to go on the freedom timeline where, we, where you're all united and, you know, it's a little bit peace, love and mung beans up the other side. Uh, but if you do, you're going to have to take responsibility. It's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. There's not going to be a big flash of light in the sky that suddenly wakes you all up and you wake up and we're all, you know, singing Kumbaya and holding hands. It's, it's not going to happen like that. It might one day if and when enough of us are ready, but not, not right now. Then the shadow side of Saturn in Aquarius is quite heavy. Saturn is restriction. It's control. 
And they're probably two of the biggest words we've heard for two years, right? Restriction, restriction. You know, so Saturn is that heavy blanket. It's the dominating father. It's the I'm telling you what to do. I want to go out. No, you can't. It's over authoritarianism, right? And then Aquarius, the shadow side of that is things like um, an excess dependency on technology, uh, on artificial intelligence, on things like that. And that's how certainly here in Australia, that's definitely, that was a big part of it. In order to go into a store, you have to do your little Mm-hmm. code thing or, or other things and so it's control via you know and you know I don't know how much you know we want to get into it but then the greater greater planning on that timeline is more of that a lot 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 more of that so it's this creating this um you know control structure through through that um kind of technology so we're at this pointy end now and you know, a lot of people thinking, oh, my gosh, why is it still like this? Because Saturn's not done with us yet. So, you know, March 2020 to March 2023, and then Saturn moves into Pisces. So I, I'm i not one for predictions because <laughs> who, who am I guess? Yeah, things change, timelines right change, yeah. You know, but what I will say is there will likely be some sort of uh, – a shift of some kind to a whether it's a different narrative, whether it's to a different focus, whether it's a, a, a greater awakening as Saturn moves into Pisces. I think that's when really we'll be coming out the other side of this particular three-year part of the process into whatever the next whatever whatever part of the process it is. Keep in mind that I think that um 2023, they keep keep showing me that as a kind of a bridgey. And then I think 2024 onward to 2030 is going to be super, super interesting because Saturn, uh, not Saturn, rather Pluto, Pluto is having its Pluto return in the United States. And a lot of people, you know, thought, okay, uh, the 22nd of the second 2022 was the Pluto return because that was the date um, that it was on the same degree that Pluto was on when the Declaration of Independence was signed. So certainly that was a significant period and, and it was a significant moment, the 222022. That was that part of the Pluto return. But actually I've got like a document and I keep sort of re, reposting it maybe once a year to, to remind everybody the the Pluto return of the United States is actually a 20-year period going from about 2016 to 2036 because it wasn't just that the Declaration of Independence was signed. There was a lot going on before that, and actually there was a lot going on still after that. The, the Revolutionary War and the to and fro with uh, with England was still happening. It wasn't until a few years later that they had what was called the turning point uh, in the war. So that doesn't happen till 2024. So I think it will be very interesting what happens uh, in the world, but even in the US 2024. And I that's when I really see the timelines. I mean, they're splitting now anyway, but that's when I see them splitting in a big, big, big way. The interesting thing is the more that you, and I've 
kept saying this for the last two years, the more that you repress people, the more that you push people into a corner, the more they push back. And the greater the push, the greater the pushback. So ironically, the last couple of years of restrictions and control measures inadvertently have served to awaken more people (laughs) than I kind of feel like all of us lightworkers have done or have managed to do over decades all put together, right? Isn't like, have you, is that your experience and, and, and observance? Yeah. And it's interesting. I, Not too surprisingly, I've been doing a lot more channeling the last two years because they've really been coming through in a, in a stronger, louder way uh, around all of this stuff. And they talked about the importance of, it's almost like we have to go further along on that timeline for more people to see it, to get it, to really understand. Because, you know, I, I understand why people, A, none of us really want to believe some of the stuff that's going on in the on the planet that's not a comfortable awakening to have having you know gone through that myself 13 14 years ago initially um but also i think the confusion in the world that is so overwhelming to already overwhelmed people and fried nervous systems and loss and it's kind of the perfect recipe the perfect storm but the z's my guides have said Uh, you know, this is going to get worse, but as it gets worse, more people are going to see the truth. And, you know, you can't actually trap or remove the soul or free will, which is the other timeline agenda. Um, So, so it's like you, it's interesting though, with the dates, because they'd always told me that 2017 to 2024 were going to be very intense years. And they started saying that from like 2014. And I I was always like, I don't know what that's going to look like. They've always said 2024 is the end of this phase. And then there's a ah. there's a beginning of something else. So uh-huh. like you, I think this is the tricky thing with energy. You can feel the truth of energy, but you don't know how the energy is going to take place in form or show up in detail. So I'm I'm as curious as to how it's all going to continue to play out as, as anybody. But the 2024 date has been constantly referenced by them as a in a way, a breaking point with with kind of what we're all being driven towards. Yes, yeah, I, I get the same same feeling, and I actually feel, you know, when I feel into twenty twenty four, I I I don't know about you. You tell me how you feel, but I almost get like a <sighs> like I a, a relief and a release. So you know, just in case anyone's listening to us, going, oh shit. <laughs> I actually feel really good about it. I think, oh God, finally. And I feel what's happening now is it's, it's, it's that it, we're coming up to that point already. Like the more, the, the, the more um, intense it's gotten, the more people are waking up. But, you know, and I wrote my energy report, you know, the other day and it, it was quite heavy, I must say, to write, but they were tapping me on the shoulder, you know, my kind of higher guidance saying, I have to, I have to say it. I have to be honest with people to say, you know what, this is a heavy time. And even if we know energetically, intuitively what's going on, it's still a heavy time. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, that it's, it is heavy and heaviness doesn't mean that the light is for lack of a better word, losing. It doesn't mean that the other timeline's winning. It just means we are seeing. Everything is being exposed. You know, I've talked a lot about this word, revelations. 
and the word apocalypse and, and, and the origins of the word apocalypse, which is actually Latin and Greek for to be revealed. Hmm. It, it doesn't mean what the Hollywood movies have told us it means. It means lifting the veil, revealing um, so that's what's happening now. And what happens, you know, when you lift the carpets in your in your house, if you haven't cleaned it for a while, there's a whole lot of crap under this, you know. And that's what's happening now. We're getting to see under the carpets. We're getting to see behind the veil. So it's not necessarily that things are getting worse. It's that the that which is ugh, not nice, it's just being exposed. It's being revealed. We're getting to see it. And as awful as it is, we have to see it. We have to see it so that we can consciously choose to say no to it. Because otherwise, you know, and as I was mentioning, as we had a little chat before, you know, for everyone who's done their inner work, you have to, you know, do your inner work and clear your inner child stuff so you don't keep repeating the same relationship pattern and don't keep, you know, attracting the same sort of person into your life. But likewise, we have to do that as a humanity. We have to do that socially. We have to do that by looking at the external world and seeing, even if we don't want to look, seeing maybe what we're being told versus what may or may not be true. We have to see that because otherwise, if we don't, we're going to risk continuing to repeat societal patterns, social patterns that don't belong in our new world anymore. We, you know, we it's like a cutoff point and maybe that's the 2024 like that's it there's you have to have decided by then which way you're all going as a humanity and you can't take that pattern with you you know it's I say to people um sometimes and you know you've probably experienced the same with all the clients you've seen quite often just before someone's about to meet their soulmate or their their life partner all of a sudden, all the exes will come out of the woodwork. <laughs> You'll, I'll, I'll never forget just before I had that very, you know, even though I'd known Christian many years before, but we, we didn't see each other for about 14 years and then reconnected when I was like 34. Just before that, oh, my gosh, almost every ex I'd ever had, I got a text, I got a phone call, I bumped into them and, I, you know, it's this moment of hang on a minute, what's what's going on here? Yeah. And a lot of the time when people are trying to clear or heal an issue, they'll say, oh, my gosh, have I done something wrong because I've tried to clear my money issues and I've suddenly got 10 bills. I've tried to clear my relationship issues and suddenly I've got all these guys who are like my exes, you know, meeting me and calling me. And I say, no, 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 that's not an indication that you're on the wrong path. That's an indication you're on the right path. And it's that last bit of clearing. What do you choose? Do you want to choose something new or do you want to keep saying yes to this old stuff, right? Are you, have you learned I'm worth more? I'm, I deserve better than this. And I think that's also what's happening as a society with all of this darkness coming up and being revealed. It's what do you want? Do, do you want to choose this? Because we're showing it to you, right? We're showing the level of control or censorship or domination or whatever it is. And so we have to be sovereign, going back to that Saturn, in Aquarius, we have to be sovereign. And again, it can't be, we're not allowed to get the flash of light <laughs> until or the spaceship. That or the spaceship. Will, when will the spaceship land and take us away? Yeah. I know, right? Everyone's saying that. They're just waiting for the, the spaceship to come. We're not allowed. I'm not saying it won't ever happen, but we're not allowed to have it 
until we have connected with it within us, just like we're not really allowed to have someone external save us, even in a relationship, until we've really connected with our self-worth and self-value and self-love and then. And then we can attract that partner who sees that in us and who brings that out in us even more. Likewise, we're kind of, you know, not allowed to have the spaceship save us or the the solar flash save us until we have connected with sovereignty within us and self-responsibility. And, you know, I'm looking at, you know, what's currently happening in the northern rivers of Australia and the floods there and, you know, got up to their roof. And, I mean, they were on their roofs and they were, they were waiting. They were waiting for somebody to come and help them and, and save them. And by somebody, I mean our official, you know, government and our official government emergency services, and they didn't come. And ultimately what ended up happening was it was, they call it a civilian effort. They all just had to save themselves and save each other. And in the end, they kind of popped out of the tunnel after 10 days when, a government official finally did arrive and they said, actually, we're good, thanks. We actually don't need you. We're doing fine on our own. And so it's interesting how even amidst these disasters, it's it's showing us actually, you know, we're going to create this new world, I think, more from a grassroots system. Um, I, I see it circular, like a circular system, which is how it used to be back in the day in the matrilineal cultures, a circular system rather than that pyramid where the the few uh, dictated the many. And, and we could even call it, an, you know, a pyramid that goes back up the right way, but I don't even think it's going to be a pyramid anymore. I think it's going to be, you know, just that round circular pool of community. When you see that in, I mean, even when we had the fires here in 2018, you you saw that it was actually community that got everybody through. And and then I think of areas that I've seen that have been devastated or really hard hit all around the world in the last four or five years. Mm. I think there is also that shock when that kind of event hits. And, and I saw it and heard it here a lot. Uh, people go, oh, where were the people who are supposed to look after us? And I think that's its own awakening moment for people. Yeah. So yeah. we know we're going to see more of those in the years to come. But you mentioned the circles and the matriarch energy. This makes me want to ask you about she fire, which feels very connected to me. So many years ago now, I want to say it was what, almost a decade ago, you created she fire. No, actually, I created it. Um, I think I was in the process of creating it when I when I saw you. So wow. 2017, popped in to yours, did a bit of painting. Wow, it feels and like that, it's been so long. God, I know, okay. I know. Time is crazy, right? Yeah. And that was the time, and I was trekking up. We were on our way to San Francisco. I was starting the um, the master's degree in the women's spirituality and That's social right. justice, and and what led me to that is. We kind of well, it sort of did start. No, you're kind of rightly because it probably did start a decade ago without me realizing it. Because what happened was, you know, when Jackson was say a year old, we tried trying to conceive, you know, a second uh, a baby, and tried everything, everything, everything under the sun. Just wasn't happening. Didn't happen. And that ultimately, because of everything that I had to try, and I mean, you name it, we tried it. You know 
And I remember the um, an acupuncturist was saying to me, you need to slow down. So I removed, you know, I stopped doing sessions and I stopped doing this and I stopped doing my, you know, five times a week workout. In the end, I said to her, if I slow down anymore, I'm, I'm just literally going to be on the couch doing nothing. And then I had a moment realizing, oh, my God, I don't think my mind has stopped. Not so much. I'm, I've got quite a good handle on self-talk and that. You know, I did Vipassana. I recommend that to anybody. I did Vipassana a good 20 years ago. So I am able to be in the moment. Which but is always... the silent meditation, if anyone's not sure what Vipassana meditation is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just breathing. It's focusing on your breath like 10 hours a day. And it really is very insightful to give you an idea of just how often we go into our mm. self-talk and mind movies. But that aside, I was quite good at being in the present in that sense. But I, I'm always thinking, planning, doing, oh, I could do this, I could do that. So even though I wasn't necessarily seeing clients, I'm still thinking about everything. I'm thinking about the energies. I'm thinking about the world. And, and I realized, wow, I realized the degree to which I was running on masculine energy without realizing it, which I've got Mars on my ascendant. So that's... That's probably that, right? That's, but Mars doesn't just have to be the masculine energy. It can also be that, you know, assertive and drive and let's go. And, you know, there are different expressions of it. But what it really made me do is it made me ask myself a few questions about my feminine energy. Where's my feminine energy? What is going on there? Am I really practicing self-care? I was, I've always been so devoted to my work and not work as in, work but the work like our mission our purpose humanity getting us across the finishing line taking us through the shift and I remember you know even when I first started um you know traveling with Christian and I traveled a lot before that but I was traveling with Christian and we'd be on on the beach in Mexico and I was still kind of thinking about oh I've got to go back and write the next bit of my course you know I was so almost attached to my laptop really and that started a process for me. So that would have been 2014, say. So yeah, nearly 10 years. That would have started a process for me of going, oh, what's going on here? I started going to bed earlier. I started detaching from the laptop. I started really practicing self-care, letting myself just just be normal, like do fun things, be fun, be, you know, I, I say, you know, like I used to love watching Mork and Mindy and I don't know if you know that show. And Yeah. And uh, you know how Mork, I think he was, he when he was born, he was older and then as he got, you know, on his planet, like Benjamin Button, you get younger. And I kind of feel like that. I feel like the older I get, the, the younger and lighter <laughs> I get because I feel like I was born so serious. And through that process of trying to conceive who we thought was our, our little girl, who we were so connected to. I mean, she was speaking to us even before we conceived Jackson. I eventually realized after four years of trying to conceive her, I had to let her go. And I did a nice little letting go ceremony there. And I realized, huh, maybe she was never meant to come earth side. Maybe her purpose was to shift me into my my feminine self in a greater way. And what it actually ended up doing is it led me to uh, the Women's Spirituality um, Master's Program in, um, in San Francisco. And that's when I came across so many women, so much information about the feminine side of spirituality. And I thought, huh, how is it in 
20, 25 odd years of being very consciously on this path, if not longer, how have I never come across any of these books, any of these teachings, any of these women, anyone? And they, because I, I had, um, when I, when I stopped doing sessions for a while, and that's a whole other story of why I stopped doing sessions, but I had to just disconnect from upstairs and the they. I'd never done that ever, like ever, ever, ever. But I had an experience. It was not comfortable. It was a bit disconcerting. I thought, oh, until I am clear on who who am I talking to up there, I need to disconnect entirely. And so I was in this void for a few months, just floating around. I thought, oh, my gosh, like this is so foreign to me. I just thought I don't even know how people cope without this connection because I'd never been without it and I was in this void it was like Sandra Sandra Bullock in gravity floating around space that's how I felt and I just asked I want to connect to the the truest of the truest of the truest of the truest of the ancient of the ancient source and slowly I started getting this sound and then I started getting a word and I'm like what's the word and you know it's like I had to go like that with my ear and I got the word she. And that was in 2014. Cut to 2017, I find myself in San Francisco and there's these women and they're in their 80s and they're these wise women and they pioneered the women's spirituality program back in the 60s. And guess what? They've all published books on she. Mm. And I, like literally, they refer to her as she. And I thought, where has this she, capitals, S-H-E, where has she been in my 25 years of 30 years or whatever it's been of a, a conscious spiritual path? I've never seen this she in all the mind, body, spirit festivals I've been in, right? So it was just Which, a really- if I may, mirrors life. Mm. It's like the irony that we're all born of a woman and yet at the same time, you know, yeah. the, the power of the feminine and the power of women has been successfully to some degree edited out of the structures of our society even if none of us buy it because you know we're having constant relationships with powerful guided matriarchs in our life whether they are mothers or whether they just carry that spirit so it's interesting it's interesting hearing you say that yeah totally i i have a lot of strong women in my family strong aunties strong female cousins my mum was strong you know she was the first woman really in our serbian community growing up pretty much to have a divorce you know so i i have had strong women around me so it was it was really shocking actually to me to realize that as awake as i was i call it my awakening 2.0 because it awoke me to a whole other aspect of the world and spirituality. And I, I mean, for goodness sake, in, in a new chapter, I literally have a chapter called the divine feminine. So I knew that the divine feminine had been repressed on this planet, but I kind of framed it in a way, well, it's been repressed uh, with our emotions because, oh, don't cry like a girl, or it's been repressed because things like jobs like caring, nursing, teaching are all you know, not valued and, and their salary shows that. So I knew that the divine feminine had been repressed in our world socially. What the shocking part was, I didn't realise the degree to which it had also been repressed in our spiritual movement. Mm. 
And that was shocking to me. And then interesting things that I discovered was that uh, there's a female archaeologist now passed in the 60s, um, Maria Gimbutas, and she was the first archaeologist who in the area of kind of uh, Malta, um, what is now Serbia, Croatia, Latvia, she started digging deeper, literally, literally excavating deeper than anyone had before. And what she found was evidence of matrilineal communities that had zero evidence of war. And they worked as a community. They were very much committed and devoted to the earth, to uh, art, to taking care of each other, and everyone had their place and their role. They didn't call it matriarchal. They called it matrilineal, again, the circle. So that sent me on a little journey where I ended up writing what initially was um, the She Fire course. It was 13 weeks. Uh, they wanted to keep going, so I created a She Fire monthly um, membership where every month we came out with a new theme. Just recently, you know, over actually the last month or two, I closed that after four years uh, because I got to the point where we had nearly 40 themes and I can feel a new energy starting to come. So what I thought was, you know what, and that's such a wonderful library. So I'm now in the process of relaunching that as a SheFire library. So anyone who wants to access it, you can just, you know, pay a one-time fee and access it like a library. There's like almost 40 themes in there, workbooks, uh, meditations, all on different uh, SheFire related themes to do with our feminine energy. I mean, it's for um, anyone who wants to do it, um, women and men and Predominantly women have accessed it though because it's women who usually tend to have issues, generally speaking, um, with certain areas, but certainly it's available and open for everybody and anybody. So, yeah, so that's become a sheep by library. So it's quite a journey, but it's one like all of my work that I had to live myself to then give birth to that program and and I, yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see what new energy is wanting to come out now because I can feel it, you know, do you feel it sometimes, Lee, when it's knocking on the door? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's something here. I think, a, is it a new little, you know, and Sandy said to me the other day, is there a new little book in you? And I'm like, well, maybe. And, you know, a book seems like such a crazy concept these days because, um, you know, reality last week <laughs> is so True. different to reality today. And reality in a couple of months might be completely different again, but we'll see. We'll see where um, upstairs is wanting to take me next. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to try and write another book that's 12 to 14 years ahead, <laughs> Dana. That, that's, that, that's how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it will, be a, it will be a very important book for people in 2036. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, one, one aspect of your work that I would, I would love to just take some time to speak about is I'm familiar because we're friends that you have been doing a lot of work in the corporate field in the last couple of years. And it's not something you actively went after in a big way. And (laughs) right before we started, that Mm. it has shocked you the the places and the organizations that are bringing you in to teach mindfulness and um, all kinds of practices that will will help their employees. I mean, that to me is a very interesting sign of the times. And as you yourself said, 
you're surprised you're the person that keeps getting asked for um, because you would think that that kind of organization would be a lot more fixed and a lot less willing to expand yeah. its consciousness. So I'm fascinated yeah. by that for you. Yeah, I I am just as fascinated, Lee, let me tell you that, honestly. So, you know, it started again, you know, the, the feeling that I was just mentioning, I can feel when there's some new energy starting to tap me on the shoulder to say, we want you over here. And it doesn't come for, you know, people who are listening, you know, intuition doesn't always come like a big booming voice like, <laughs> hey, this is what you're supposed to do next. For me, it comes like kind of as a feeling of like, oh, oh, some, something new is about to happen or they're, they're wanting me in some direction. And it's a little bit like Hansel and Gretel cookie crumbs, you know. So if you're listening here and if you're someone who's thinking, oh, I know I'm meant to be doing something else with my life, I'm not sure what, I just encourage you, just follow the little Hansel and Gretel cookie crumbs. And so it was 2019, probably about mid-2019, and I was saying to Christian, my partner Christian, I said, look, I, I feel that feeling again, like they're wanting me to do something else. And, and I kept thinking and thinking. And the, uh, the original person, the original friend who actually reconnected Christian and I, uh, so Christian and I, you know, we knew each other back when I was, you know, 19, 20, you know, life happens, we all go separate ways. I didn't see him again till, yeah, I was 34, whatever year that was, um, 2007. And I, I went to a meeting with somebody who was at that time starting to offer things like meditations to corporates. And something tapped me on the shoulder to say, hey, how about you go do that? So that's back in 2007. I went and had a meeting with this person. As it turned out, that work lead never actually went anywhere because I think at that time I was too out there right. for what he was needing to offer because he explained to me now, later, like 14 years later, he said, you know what, Dana? He goes, back then we couldn't even use the word meditation mm. in corporate settings. They had to use the word relaxation, right? But what he did do was we started talking about sweat lodges and I had done sweat lodges and he said, well, I know someone who's doing them. Long story short, that was Christian from 14 years ago and right. here we are 14 years later, right, 15 years later now. So Michael's, Michael's this little fairy in my life who keeps connecting me with my destiny every 14 years, it would appear. And so what happened was that that work lead never went anywhere. I thought, oh, okay, obviously, you know, he was just meant to reconnect me to Christian, but he popped up in my head again in 2019. And I said, oh, I almost feel that feeling again. Like I should reach out to someone like Michael who does that sort of thing. And Christian, who obviously had stayed in touch with him because they were friends, he said, he's still doing that work and it's going really, really well. And he's all over Australia now. And I thought, oh my gosh. So just as a little, Lee, it was just a little innocent thought of, I called him up and I said, look, Michael, if you ever need anyone to, you know, do a corporate meditation here or there, right, I'm just feeling like maybe it might be the right time for me to go in. He said, yep, yeah, great. Sign me up. Off we go. Cut to March 2020. Little did I know. Obviously, someone upstairs knew where to put me. And next thing you know, 
I mean, that work, the, the holistic workshops for the corporate market just absolutely took on a life of its own because all of a sudden, instead of, oh, we're not allowed to talk about meditation, they had to. That actually companies have to provide, you know, mental health and emotional health and well-being sessions for their people because not, I mean, this had slowly started, obviously, you know, in the, in the years leading up, you know, as I said, Michael was doing very, very well with the business, but it just took on a whole other level when COVID hit. And all of a sudden, people who are used to being in the hustle and the bustle and working in offices and doing this and doing that and going and doing things and going to concerts and events and sports and entertainment, all of a sudden, everyone was home. And all of a sudden, you're at home alone with your thoughts and with yourself and with your partner who you actually may or may not get along with anymore Mm. and your children. And it brought up a lot in people. So over the last couple of years, and certainly a lot of facilitators are doing this, not just me, but, you know, it's it's a wonderful holistic services group. It's on my um, site if anyone has a company and they think, oh, my company needs this. So, you know, a lot of awesome facilitators are doing this, but I find myself in this position now where I'm teaching workshops like uh, coping with change, mindfulness, gratitude, emotional intelligence, emotional awareness, uh, self-care, work-life balance, all of those things to people in the corporate arena. And what I have really come to recognise is, yes, there is the corporate identity, you know, the name of that company. And sometimes, you know, I I look at the names of the companies and think, oh oh my God, like this is so crazy that I'm here, right? But at the end of the day, it's just Sarah and John and Nancy who are working there. Exactly. Just they're all people. And all these people are mums and dads and aunties and uncles and sons and daughters. And they're just trying to get through this time And they don't have necessarily, some do, some do have the luxury of having been on a spiritual path secretly in their private life, but some haven't. So for many, it's, um, you know, an opportunity for them to have access to, you know, these sorts of concepts that we talk about. And I've been very lucky because at first I thought, oh my gosh, how do I how do I talk about everything that I talk about without making it sound too nang-nang? Because obviously we, um, you know, present everything in a way that says, you know, and backed by, backed by research, backed by studies. And little did I know, now I know, that over the last 20 years, there is an, a, 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 a branch really of science called positive psychology. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And so things like, the benefits of meditation, the benefits of keeping a gratitude journal, the benefits of mindfulness, the benefits of self-awareness, emotional awareness, studies and research has been done on all of those things. So now everything that I've been talking about for 20 years, because out it came, I now am able to say, well, actually, there is a study that says that works and there is a study that proves the benefits of that, which is really awesome because a lot of people do need to hear that. They don't want to hear, well, who told you? Oh, they, <laughs> they told me, you know, they don't want to hear that. So it's wonderful that I am able to, you know, get those studies and get that research and back it up with that. And it's 
been really wonderful and I do like to present my work in a grounded way. And so it's kind of been this the perfect kind of merging of all of my work. And I think at a time where it's really needed, uh, something that I talk a lot about that I think people listening will resonate with is that, you know, even though we're living in 2022, we are all still wired biologically like our most ancient ancestors. So we have this fight, flight, freeze, stress response that happens when something happens that's out of our control or when uncertainty uh, is constantly happening. I mean, we can't even plan a birthday party at the moment almost because everything's up and down and restrictions are on and off and, you know, so much is um, uncertain. So when we're living in that constant state of uncertainty, it triggers our fight, flight, freeze, stress response. So people are needing soothing with that. How do they find their, their bubble, their eye of the storm? And so I feel like uh, with all the work I'm doing, but particularly with the, the corporate workshops I'm doing, sanctuary space Zooms that I'm doing for people who've been following me for ages with the work you're doing, I kind of feel like at the moment that's our role. Do you feel that? Like it's not even telling them what's going to happen, but just mm-hmm. helping them navigate these times in a way, how do I do it and keep sane? How do I do it and, and keep from crumbling and collapsing? Yeah, and, and I think the beauty of when you learn, which I'm I'm learning all the time every year about in, increasing my own self-regulation. I think the more we learn self-regulation and balance and the world is changing all the time, so we're all having to adapt and adjust, the less likely you are to accept or engage with things that throw you off, whether that's toxic relationships, toxic um employers, uh, someone else who's in a leadership position above you. So that's the thing. The more you get in touch with being and feeling centered, the more immediate you notice that you're off center and you start to recognize the environments, the people and the situations and scenarios that are out of alignment when it comes to balance or to kind of go back to what you said, the circles, you know, the, 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 that, that, connectivity that's so innate to all of us it's why nature is so so good for our nervous systems because you get back out into a world where those circles are in existence every single day and in our man-made world we've been steered away from a lot of that so I love hearing this Uh, for me this is just one of many of the evidences of the rise of consciousness on the planet but unlike the spaceship coming down and making everyone conscious it actually does have to also come through our everyday environment. And that's that's crucial. I mean, that's actually more important than 30 people going off to uh, have a have a have an experience by themselves. The fact that more and more people are coming to understand their mental health is their health, their emotional health is their health, their physical health is their health. Like it's, it's all connected. So yeah, I love oh, hearing that. Definitely. Well, okay. Well, we've, we've covered some ground and it has been re I mean, you know, we could talk for six hours, I'm sure. And and you've always got so many interesting things to say on, on different arenas, but thank you for taking the time today. And I think one of the, one of the things you and I have always crossed over on is um, the energy reports. So are yours still called reports or mine used to be called forecast. Then I changed them to updates. What are yours called now? 
No, I'm just calling the monthly messages at the moment. I had the monthly visions for years and years and years and years. Uh, I actually looked back on my blog the other day because I thought, when did I start them? And I started the first monthly vision, I think it was like 2006 or 2007. And then I went through a little period there where I didn't do them. I sort of just did sporadic. I might have, you know, I might have done two weeks in a row and then not one for three weeks because the energies around that 2013, 14, 15 time were just so, well, they're always a bit crazy, aren't they? And now I have resumed a monthly message. I'm just calling them monthly messages. Um, but yeah. It's funny because 2013, 14, and 15 was the period of years where I kept thinking I was going to quit doing my video energy updates. And I, and I, I got through them and then in, from 2016 onwards thus far, I haven't wanted to. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, nothing, nothing is forever, <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. I love, I love the combination of in this conversation, we've really gone from the intuitive to consciousness and awareness and seeing what's going on. And then really, I really, I really love how you have spent that time working with the feminine energy. And I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're going to bring she fire out in library form for people because it's really needed, especially now more than ever. Yeah, I, th I, I think so. Because I think that we all need to get in touch with that because I think where we're going requires uh, not only on a personal level, people to be more in touch with just things like their self care, uh, but also in terms of the bigger picture, heart centered leadership you know whether we're male or female regardless of gender regardless of sexuality we need that 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 heart-centered leadership um so yes let's uh see we see where we all go where we end up well if if i'm still doing a show like this in 12 years i'll have you <laughs> on to talk about the book that you're going to release in two years that has just become <laughs> super relevant um, oh and actually God. it's so funny Dana um, Marty on our team reminded me this morning when I said oh, I'm speaking to Dana later she went oh yeah because you had her on your podcast back in 2013 and yeah I had a podcast for a couple of years called One Golden World back back yes, in the day I remember. yeah you were, you were so inspiring talking all about your home birth and what the process yeah. was and yeah so yeah. but yeah anyway this is this has been great to yeah. connect with you so thank you for coming on the show Always good Thank to see you. you. And Thanks. for anybody who wants to connect more with Dana's work and find everything that she does, best thing you can do is sign up to her newsletter at danamerkic.com. We will, yeah, yeah. as ever, put that on the screen. We'll put the links to Dana's work in the show notes. And um, do check out her monthly messages because it's always a, a, a beautiful blend of Great writing, great intuition, great astrology, and great grounded world perspective. So um, love you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Love you too, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Hello, I'm Lee. I'm an intuitive, a channeler, and for the last 18 years, I have been guiding people with their energy and their spirituality. I have been a lifelong student of boundaries, and I think most of us are. Boundaries used to mean to me putting a line between me and someone else, or saying no. And I understand the need for that aspect of boundaries, it's important. And to learn how to do that in a skilled, compassionate, heartfelt way 
is a practice and takes time. But the other side of boundaries is that it actually increases our connection to have boundaries. So the people that we're connected to in life and those relationships can become richer when we know where our lines are and equally when we are able to respect their boundaries and to know what they might need. So in my masterclass on boundaries, we're going to take a full 360 look at boundaries. Not just the boundaries that you are perhaps needing to create in your outside world, but also how are we dealing with our inner world? Do we have boundaries around our time, our choices, the things that we're giving our attention to? Self-care and boundaries go hand in hand. When you sign up for the class, you will immediately receive a full channeled recording called Boundaries and Connection. This is something where my guides talk about the energetics of boundaries and how they're playing out in our life all of the time. I'm choosing to deliver boundaries live so that if you want to be with me for the live event, you can. I will be breaking up each module and building in some short breaks so that you have time and space to integrate throughout the class. And then you will have lifetime access to all of the material. We will be organizing the material in a very user-friendly way. So you'll be able to dip into sections and worksheets and use it as a refresher or a primer as you go along with your boundaries journey after you've experienced the class. If you feel this is for you, but you know you can't make the live date, if you sign up, you will receive the replay within 48 hours of the broadcast and you will have access to it to go through it at your own pace in your own way. Boundaries has been one of the key game changers for my life and I learned boundaries in a very resistant way. Like many, I thought that you shouldn't have boundaries, that if you really wanted to be open and connect with everybody, it, it wasn't good to have boundaries. And I learned the hard way that you can have boundaries that actually support deeper connection with others. It's a lot less chaotic, it's a little bit less painful, and so I'm going to share some of not only what I have learned with you over the years, but also having worked with people all over the world for the last 18 years on this theme and this topic, I wanted to give you an opportunity to take a deep dive into it in a way that can empower you for your life and for all of the connections that you're gonna have in your life going forward.